I get out of the door, I thank him, and I'm about to walk home. It's raining. What does he do? He grabs my umbrella and he walks with me all the way back to the other end of the street, this long street, and we just walk in silence. Hello and welcome to Growing Up, the show about getting older and staying young. Today my guest is Francesco Tassi. Francesco loves searching in forgotten cupboards, finding hidden patterns, seeing the big and little things, and encountering the past in the present. He's a firm believer that the loudest thing you can do is listen, and he'd be lost without his espresso machine. Francesco, welcome to the show. Matt, thank you so much for having me. This is this is a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, this conversation. So, Fran, for the first question, I want you to tell us about the most impactful moment of your life and focus on the details here. We want to hear who, what, where, when, and how. I want to just tell you, I, you know, you just got me. I was racing back. I had to feed my, uh, my snails in, in, in a little, they live in a little cactus. And so I, uh, you know, you just caught me at the right moment. <laughs> good, good. So I, when I was seven, I emigrated over from Italy and, uh-huh. uh, my family, we moved down to Orlando next to Disney World. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have this kind of conception of Italy being this paradise, right? And rightfully so. Uh, the food, the culture, the history. And uh, at the same time, you know, my family left that. Um, and my parents knew that for kind of me and my sister to have prosperity, find a good job, all those things were outside of Italy. And uh, so at the same time, while Italy's kind of this paradise, it's also a challenging place. I mean, one thing a lot of people might not know of is that around half of the youth in Italy are unemployed. And uh, by, I think it's 2100, some of the best leading journals say that uh, Italy's population is going to half. Wow. And so when I was then to college and I was studying and I was uh, really interested in research, I also began kind of questioning, okay, how is my home country during the refugee crisis? And that was on a lot of people's minds. And so this coming together of vulnerable people, refugees in a vulnerable place, uh, which is Italy, even though, again, I know we might not not think about it that way. Um, And so I spent a lot of time living in these uh, mostly small rural communities uh, that were hosting refugees. And uh, one town, one community really impacted me. And so if you could imagine just a long street, a long desolate street, just kind of flanked by a lot of them abandoned homes on each side of the street, this was the town. Uh, And, you know, a kind of place where I would talk with some of the citizens. And I remember stopping a woman just outside of her front door. And, you know, this town, there was a lot of organized crime. It was a difficult place. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember her telling me, I feel like Don Quixote battling windmills to mm. say how hopeless she felt about fighting organized crime or changing the town's future. You know, this town was wow. just kind of uh, losing people, opportunities and so forth. And so imagine I'm just kind of walking right down this town and I, you know, we come and we have all these ideas of wanting to change the world, better places and research and to do that. And I'm just kind of feeling hopeless. And I'm walking, I'm walking to the other end of this street, this long street, to go and talk to some refugees that are living in a home. And I even encounter, I don't know if you've ever been um, 
chased by stray dogs. It's <laughs> <I'm> it, <not. laughs> it's it's a really scary feeling. And I you know I was cornered by three three of them. Oh my! Uh, on the way to getting to this house. Now wow. I survived. I managed. Um, and and I finally arrive there, and uh, I'm greeted by a refugee, and and I look up at the ceiling, and it's, it's almost as if there's vines just growing all on top of the ceiling, but there isn't a plan. It's actually it, it was mold, and so I'm sitting in this room, sitting down with them, and we just begin talking, and uh, he he begins to share with me all the challenges and even the corruption facing in his country, and. I began telling him about the challenges and the corruption facing the small town, the small Italian town he was living in and what the other citizens were telling me. And so as we're sitting there, about every five minutes, the light goes off and the power goes off. And so we're just sitting there in the dark and we keep talking and then the light goes back on. And then he offers me a plate of spaghetti with on top of it a spicy chicken wing um (laughs) and it's the best spaghetti i've ever had and i'm italian (laughs) (laughs) and so here we are just sitting and we talk for four hours uh again every five minute the light goes off in this moldy room and finally at the end uh after kind of opening up to each other and understanding that the challenges in a way that he faced in his country with corruption were also present in this town he was living in and also with Italy. And in the end that, you know, my family left Italy to come to America to better our opportunities. He did essentially the same thing. Um, And so kind of that we're all in this giant ladder of trying to find opportunity. Mm -hmm. I get out of the door. I thank him and I'm about to walk home. It's raining. What does he do? He grabs my umbrella and he walks with me all the way back to the other end of the street, this long street. And we just walk in silence. To me, that was just one of the most impactful things because we can always think about these giant big problems. They're so bigger than us that we really can't do anything about them. But what we can do is just support one another connect with one another and talk about these things and even that gesture of him walking me all the way home that to me because at that point you know i almost felt as much almost more than a refugee than he did in that moment because i was so overwhelmed by everything and so for me that just that moment and uh that whole that whole evening uh is something i'll never forget that's amazing. Has that changed you for the rest of your life in any ways that you've been cognizant of following that experience? One thing it made me realize is we tend to think that things are so different elsewhere or that a problem that we have or challenge in one place is unique to that one place. Um, I challenge that the more you actually sit down and realize that things are actually very similar even across oceans. Uh, That corruption is corruption, regardless of where you are. That's really powerful. And at the same time, perhaps the most powerful thing that we can do about it is share that with someone. Yeah, that's that's powerful. We have a lot more in common than we do that, that separates us, but it's often easy to forget that 
in daily life. So shifting gears a little bit here, the second question that I have for you, Francesco, is about the funniest moment in your life. So one time, um, so we chose to, uh, with, with, with a friend of mine, which I clearly won't, won't mention because uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it might be related to the show or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I am a person who really likes to travel. And so um, happened to be with my family and, uh, and a friend of ours in, uh, in Cuba. And so we're in Trinidad and there's the option to go on a, on a horse ride out into the Cuban uh, countryside. And it's, you know, something like a three hour ride uh, by horse. Very exciting. And, you know, we walk through the entire town and we finally get to, there's the horses, beautiful. We get on the horses, start going. And we're about, we're about an hour in, you know, deep in the countryside, beautiful passing by uh, all these different types of palms and just even the, the countryside, which you don't always think of when we think of Cuba, right? Um, and we stop and I notice, I, I turn over to my friend and I notice that there's just something off. He hasn't been saying anything. He's one of the most talkative persons I know and they're just, something's wrong. And so I, yeah, I asked, is everything okay? And, you know, in a very faint voice, he says, well, <laughs> I think I'm allergic to horses. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the moment it wasn't as funny as recalling it now because I got really scared at the moment for a moment because we're you know we're like two hours in the middle of the countryside on horses horses are the only way to get in or out and my friend is allergic to horses <laughs> and so uh he sticks through I, I don't know how he does it um you know hadn't taken his medication or anything uh, he manages to make it. Um, and thankfully at the end of this, you know, journey, there was a waterfall. So he was able to just kind of jump and just kind of, uh, try to get that out of his system. But that to me, thinking back is still just one of the funniest things. And I mean, amazing, right? Cause that takes a lot of strength, but the absurdity of it and just the situation, uh, it, yeah, it definitely, definitely made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I can't possibly imagine what that must have been like for the friend, but I certainly hope that the friend wasn't the one that chose to go horseback riding because that would just be the cherry on top if they had willed themselves into, <laughs> into that misery. That, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, re I really can't imagine I was on their end. But, uh... <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Brand, my last question for you is about how you see the world at this point in time. And I want you to tell us, what you think today the single most important thing in life is? Well, you know, Matt, right now, if I had to look back, there is one lesson, one thing that I feel was very impactful to uh, helping me to, to find what I want to do, what I think is worth doing with my time. Sort of what is my personal mission, right? And I think that's a question we, we all ask ourselves. And we probably should never stop asking ourselves. And even now, right, I feel like part of me knows it, but um, we're always trying to understand that. There is one quote in particular that to me kind of captured it. And this happened to me a while back and the impact of that shaped me to who I am today. And so the quote is from The Stranger by Camus near the end. For the first time in that night alive with signs and stars, 
I open myself to the gentle indifference of the world, finding it so much like myself, so like a brother. The key in that sentence is the gentle indifference of the world. I think this is a fundamental concept. Realizing that the world is indifferent to what we think matters, to what we hold most dear. This is a very, this is a heavy thing. This, is, uh, this isn't easy to digest. Um, and it sounds sad. It sounds uh, lonely. It sounds um, almost like you don't want to do anything, right? Because nothing really matters. But I actually think it means very much the opposite. It means that we have to engage with the world to understand what matters. We have to look beyond what we seem to really value to understand if it's what is needed. And it almost pushes you to engage with others, to listen to others, to keep expanding on what you believe might be the best solution to any one thing, whether it be big or small. It's this really powerful kind of push into, okay, what really matters? And that's a question that perhaps we'll never solve. But to even begin, have to listen, have to keep engaging with the world, engaging with others. So I want to stress that a lot of people might see it as a sort of disengagement, but I think it's the exact opposite. I love that. I, I often think that the world doesn't happen to you. You happen to the world. And I think throughout your, your comments today, an underlying theme that I've noticed is just the realization that any good that exists in the world is something that we put there and something that we actively sustain. And the notion that we could simply sit back and grow complacent and expect the world to be a good place on its own is a very dangerous notion indeed. So Francesco, this has been a ton of fun. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show today. Thank you, Matt. It's, it's, it's been a ride. I